Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the auto detailing industry. Today, we're talking detailing at dealerships. Is it a thing that you can do or is it just a horrible, bad idea? You can find me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App or best way, just shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. Guest today is Josh Broffman, uh, Snapchat Josh B 13 Facebook Details Done Right, uh, Facebook Josh Broffman, IG details done right, LLC, TikTok, Josh Dash Brofman. Best way to get in touch is 727-254-8837. Josh, man, thanks so much for taking your time to come on. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm going to crack open this nice little IPA called Freaking Hazer Beams. It's a local favorite of mine that is almost out of uh, season. So I'm drinking as much as I can because I won't be able to have it much more. What about you? Uh, so I'm not really much of a drinker, but, uh, I got a nice cold diet, Dr. Pepper to go with us. Nice. <laughs> nice. Do you have a, uh, do you have a thing that you do do outside of drinking or are you just, uh, non anything altogether? Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I, I kind of just hang out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I kind of yeah. hang out too. I kind of yeah. I like to chill in the couch every once in a while. Yep. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. So, Josh, we want to dive into your story. Uh, you know, give us a little bit of background first. You know, where you grew up, who were you as a kid, all that good stuff. Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, as a kid, I've always just been a car guy. You know, I was obsessed with cars from the time that, I mean, I can even remember, you know, my dad used to tell me stories. I used to be three, four years old sitting on a porch with him and I would just name cars that rode by. It was just, I don't know what it was. It was just something, it was always something that I just had a passion for. Okay. So that's really cool. So my dad was that way. We would be driving and he would see any kind of older car. Right. And he would go, Oh, that's a 72 Buick. Oh, that's a 58 Chevy, blah, blah, blah. Like, he would yeah. just know based on models through the way that, you know, he'd go, Oh, well that, that lights turn that way. So it's a 63 instead of a 64. And I'm like, how the fuck do you remember that shit? That, that was me. And it's Man, funny too, because all through school for me to like learn stuff or like, or memorize something like for a test, yeah, I had to relate it. Oh, Josh, we're losing you. It's going in and out. You say you had to relate it to what? So like in school, can you hear me better now? So in school, uh, like even with like tests and everything, if I couldn't relate it to a car or something automotive, I would forget. Like, I don't know. That was always like kind of my thing. I could remember the most insane automobile stuff, but nothing else. I don't know. (laughs) All right. What got you into detailing? Um, so my dad's good friend, he owned a, a small car lot. Um, he did like higher end stuff, you know, Jags, Mercedes, Porsches. And uh, we used to go there. Um, and 
I used to just like to walk the lot and just look at the cars. Uh, that was my thing. My dad would be inside talking with his buddy. And I'm just like drooling over the hood of like an old XJ, like Vadenplaus. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so um, from there, um, he noticed how interested I was. And uh, he gave me like an after school gig. Um, so I uh, the owner. And, yeah, the owner did. Yep. And then, uh, so I, I, you know, learned how to wash a car properly. And then after school every day, you know, I was there and I was, you know, whatever he asked me to do, I did it. Um, and it kind of just started from there. Um, and I mean, you know, fast forward to now, I've been doing it for 25 years. That's awesome. What year was it? Do you remember? Um, so it would have been around 1994, 95. I was, uh, you know, I was probably 14, 15 years old. You remember the first car? Uh, the first car was a C4 Corvette black. And I remember it because it had optional chrome wheels, which were a big deal. And it had an aftermarket Borla exhaust. And I just remember when I heard the car start up, it just lit me up. Yeah, you were done. You're like, uh, I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Uh, um, what's been your favorite car to detail? Um, so as far as his favorite goes, I really like working with Jaguars and Range Rovers. Um, I have a very good understanding with their paint. Um, so they're always like a joy. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the cars that, I never get stumped on no matter how bad it is or whatever, you know, I, I can always seem to get those right, you know, where I want them. And I, there's a lot of other cars like that, but I would say those are probably my favorite as far as a, uh, you know, correction standpoint goes. All right. Uh, so I ask a question. Uh, it's one that we ask on a regular basis. Just, just trying to get uh, ideas of what people, how they define it. So how do you define detailing? Well, I, I mean, the, the short answer for that would be, you know, any way that you're, you know, you improve the cleanliness or look of a vehicle. Cool. You, you know, right. I, I mean, some guys consider detailing doing a pinstripe, you know, I did some cool detailing there, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel any any aspect of improving the look, finish, you know, or cleanliness of a vehicle. Cool. All right. So you started at the dealership cleaning cars, got a Corvette, started washing, doing anything you wanted. Yeah. Uh, what, what was your next move? So my next move from there, um, I, I got into like the, uh, like the auto body industry. Um, so I, you know, I took a, a job um, and I was just low guy on the totem pole, almost like an apprentice, but I was paid. Um, and you know, I had already had a skill set of buffing and color sanding. Cause that's stuff I learned to do at the dealership, you know, as going throughout time. Um, so therefore I started, you know, doing that. Um, and I was pretty much the final prep guy, you know, after, you know, I'd color sand it, denib them, whatever, get them ready, uh, you know, for the customer to pick up. Um, and, and then from there, I kind of started sparking an interest on, you know, the, the paint aspect of things and, and, you know, work and stuff. So, you know, I learned how to prime, I learned how to do body work. Um, and then I, you know, I became a, a painter. Um, I, I was pretty good at it for a while. 
Um, and I still, you know, kind of go back and forth. I do a little paint work every now and then. Not not so much as I used to, but I'll, I'll do, a, you know, a bumper here sometimes. Yeah. Or, so, so, so Josh, you, you're spending a lot of years detailing and, and working in there. A lot of people would say that's not detailing. There's multiple, you know, multi-level coding brand reps that say that that is just bad, right? That's not detailing. So, I mean, but you're finishing down paint, you're painting and being like, you're buffing and polishing and, and working a car way beyond a lot of other people. How do you feel about that statement? I mean, do you find what you did back then as, as detailing and as good for the business and good for the industry? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this is where the industry came from. You know, in my eyes, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if cars weren't painted or fixed or, or you know, anything like that, a lot of people would, would you just be doing interiors. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is all those are all aspects of detailing. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and it's all prep work and getting them ready and getting them clean, you know, and and making them look the way that they should look. So what is paint nibbing? Not everybody might understand that. Uh, you know, so I don't care what booth you have, what equipment you have, anytime there's always going to be, you know, some people call it trash in the paint or, but pretty much it's, you know, a dirt that'll get in either like the clear coat and it kind of gives it a little raised area and you call it a nib, you know? So, uh, you know, when the car comes out, you know, and it's, it's ready, you denib it, you know, smooth it kind of, you know, make sure the texture, you know, cause like, you know, not every car, you know, right. Be but let me, let, let me, let me get to it a little faster. What process would you do? Let me ask that. That's a better way of doing it because I, I want to, I want to hone in on that because I want you to explain your skill set, right? Okay. So you would um, so sand, far, you would buff, you would, I mean, you went through a process. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. So you have a nib, I'd sand it out and get it to where it was flush with the rest of the paint where it didn't stick out, you know, it didn't look like a little nipple or whatever you want to call it. And then from there, you'd cut it and then you'd polish it. And if you didn't do it the right way, what would happen? Uh, you burn it. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a lot. Or there's there's times, you know, I've seen areas where you sand it too much. And now that area of the paint is flatter than the rest of the paint. And it still, you know, it sticks out to you. You know, it takes a it takes a real, you know what I mean, a, a real process to get it to where it's uniform with the rest of the car. Because, like I said, not every car is flat. I mean, cars have texture. It is what it is. In a perfect world, everybody wants it flat so it you know reflects the best. But you know, in a body shop, your the goal is to make it look like you were never there. So therefore, if you paint the fender the texture, whatever it may be, needs to match the rest of the car. Because if not, you're losing time because now you got to do the next panel down. Yeah, well, it goes back to servicing the customer's needs, right? Exactly. Not pushing an agenda of, you know, from somebody else that you know, they think that they taught you how to run a business. But the full business has actually always been service, servicing the customer best. Absolutely. Pretty simple. All right, so where did you get into dealerships? Um, so I moved to Florida in 2013. Um, and when I came down here, um, I had, I had a body shop off no, up North, um, with a, with a partner for a long time. And, uh, I got out of it and I moved to Florida. Um, you know, I wanted to change. I just wanted something different. I was ready. 
So I came down and, um, you know, when I came to Florida, I didn't start right off at detailing because I didn't know the car, you know, scene around here. I mean, every district's different. Every area is different. So I took a job at a, at a salvage yard selling parts um, because I knew that stuff, A, from the body shop industry and B, because I'm a car guy. So I was able to get into a place. I had a good enough knowledge and make decent money while I was trying to, you know, make connections and, and meet people and hopefully get to where I'm at now. Um, so then I took a job with a company um, as a contractor for them doing like touch up, you know, brush touch, um, wet sanding and buffing scratches for dealerships. Um, and therefore, so I started, I had, I don't know, maybe, maybe four dealerships, whatever, um, and okay. keep going, keep going. And I started, uh, so I started, you know, uh, getting, you know, my name out there with these guys. And, and next thing I know, I have more and more people calling me, Hey, I hear you do really great touch up work. You know, I hear you do really good, you know, dealer service work. Um, and you know, we'd like you to come do a demo for us. And, you know, from there, it kind of just snowballed. And I mean, you know, now I have 16 dealerships. 16? Yep, I have 16 dealerships. And a big part of them are all high-end vehicles. You know, Jag, Mercedes, you know, Range Rover. I have Bentley. I have Rolls Royce. I have a Ferrari store. I have a Lamborghini store. Um, you know, so that kind of was like my niche, you know, was the higher-end stuff. And it just went from there. My name just started circulating. Um, my business started. And what do you do at the dealer? Do you do it there for them? Do they bring them to you? What all do you walk us through what you do? So, so I have um, a lot of dealerships where every week I go and I walk the lot, walk in the lot. I get there in the morning. I walk all the cars that have been out of detail, you know, the new trade-ins um, and the new cars because new cars get damaged too, sitting on the lot. So I walk them. I write them down what I see and I go up to my manager. I have him look at it and then he approves what he wants done. And then boom, I knock them out. Now on some bigger jobs, you know, I'll have it, you know, come to my shop where, you know, we can spend some time on it. But a lot of the time, I mean, I'm in the back parking lot of a dealership in the sun, just doing my thing. All mostly all exterior or you do interior too. Um, so I'm very, I've done some interior work, but any more, there's plenty of interior people out there. I kind of try not to step on too many toes. I stick to what I'm there for. You know, now if they ask me to do something that, you know, I have in my arsenal that I can do, absolutely. I'm never going to tell my customer no. But I, I try to keep it to exterior stuff, correct? All right. So a lot of a lot of people, detailers, don't like working with dealerships. Once again, there's multi-liver brand reps that say never work with them. It's bad business. But but you got 16, you're, you're running a, you're running a lifestyle, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, here's what it comes down to. Anybody that says dealer work is bad work. Isn't hungry enough. I'm hungry. I want to get out there. I want to do more doing dealer work brought to me, my correction and coding business that I have now, you know, and I do more corrections and codings than most people do and not even being cocky. It's, it's real facts, you know, and, I get to do some really special cars. I'm super blessed about that. 
But this all started for me just being, you know, a, a lot lizard or whatever you want to call it, just in the back lot. You know what I mean? Trying to make people happy. They have a customer that complains about a rock chip or a scratch or their detail department wasn't efficient enough in their buffing and polishing where the car's still hologrammed or, or hazy. No problem. I'll fix it up for you. That's it. You know, and, and another thing, it's really made me efficient at doing the work. Explain. So, you know, therefore, you know, when I have a list from walking my lot of 10 to 12 cars and I know tomorrow that I have another list that's going to be coming up in the next day. And then maybe the third day I have a full correction and coding at my shop. You know what I mean? It's juggling it all. I don't have any choice, but to, you know what? I got to get this done because if I don't get it done today, next week, when I have a chance to get back to it, the car could have sold. And you know what? I lost out on some money. I don't like losing money. You know, I don't, I don't blame you. And every customer car that I touch, if they bring it through service and they're like, wow, it looks amazing. He did a great job. That service writer is going to give them one of my business cards. And guess what? From there on out, now they're my customer. So now, instead of having to go to the dealership and go through that, because sometimes it's tough. They don't always have loaner cars or whatever. They're going to call me. And you know what? I'm going to come to your house. And I'm going to do it in your driveway if need be. Or if I'm lucky, you'll be able to drop it off at my shop. And, and I have a little bit more luxury, you know, because I have everything there. But at the end of the day, I'm chasing that customer however it needs to be done. And you're getting customers into your business off of your work at dealerships. 110%. The business I have now would never be the way it was if I wasn't doing dealer work. All right. So what goes in on a dealer? You know, I mean, you're going to, if you're going to give some words of wisdom to somebody that goes, all right, Josh, I hear what you're saying. I want to do a lot more polishing corrections. I want to tone in on that work and okay. So dealerships, you can go and do corrections at dealerships. That's what you're saying ish, right? You know, define correction, right? But buffing, polishing, scratch removal, you're doing all those at a dealership. So yeah. how would you recommend a detailer go approach a dealership to do that kind of work? So what it comes down to is first and foremost, you got to have, you know, your insurance set up, you know, you got to have your insurances because they're not going to let you touch anything without the proper coverages. Um, and from there, you know, you got to fill out a vendor pack. And once you become an approved vendor, sky's the limit. Anything that you can okay, offer. But who do you go talk to? Uh, uh, sales managers, used car managers are always the best ones to talk to uh, because they're the ones that have the most work. Like I said, I do a lot of new cars too, but ground level, you get in with the used car manager and you know, you got an establish a relationship and more than likely you're going to go and you're going to do what we call a demo. Hey, listen, this is the type of work I do. They don't care what you're saying. You got to show them. So what do I do? I pick the worst car on the lot. I'm talking a car that you don't even want to touch. And whether it takes two, four, six, maybe even eight hours, you make that car the best of your ability and you show them. And that right there 
seals the deal. The, the line that I've always liked to encourage dealerships with is, you know, if, if, if you're in the sales business and you're selling a product, don't you want that product to look the best that it can? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, another thing too, that, that we haven't even touched on is the fact of, of CPO cars certified pre-owned those cars have to meet certain credentials to be a CPO car and wear and tear is a big one. So therefore somebody has to do the work. If their internal detail department isn't capable, somebody's got to do it. I, I, I mean, somebody has to. So that's the thing, you know, it's guaranteed work. You just have to put your game face on and get in there and talk to them. And I'll tell you what, it'll get tiring. It will get very tiring. But once you start doing good work, all the car guys, I don't care if they work at different different brand dealerships, different master companies, they talk amongst each other. And when they're in a jam, hey, listen, I, who do you guys use? Oh, well, we use this guy, Josh. He's phenomenal. All right. Boom. Can I have his number? Absolutely. They call me. I'm on the other end cheerful. Hey, how's it going? You know, so, so, and it goes from there and you just got to make them happy. But here's the thing. It's not hard to please them. You're not killing yourself. You know, you're not, it's hard. Okay, but, what, but there's a lot of people that say you are right. And they're saying you're killing yourself. You're doing a lot of work for not much money. Right. Cause they're, that's where they always say dealerships. Don't... In their head. The people okay. that say that are killing themselves in their head. It, it's not, it's not that bad. And you know what? So you're going to tell me you're not going to fix a scratch or two on two panels for, let's just say, 65 bucks. Oh, man, it's only 65 bucks. Yeah, well, you know what? They got 12 of them. And that's just today. How long does it take you to fix a scratch at a dealership? Marty, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I appreciate that. I like honesty. I can, I can do a full one step polish and fix some deeper scratches in an hour and a half. And guess what? It pays between two and 300 bucks, you know? And then once they see that you're capable and that you do a good job, now they want full born corrections because they have a specialty car, you know, something that, that they want to put in the showroom, you know, and it's a CPO and it's a S560 coupe with a, you know, Dezino package. Now, well, yeah, I mean, we got the money in that car. That car has to stand tall, especially in the showroom under those LED lights. So guess what? We're going to call Josh because we know that when he's done with it, somebody's going to walk in that door and boom, it's sold like that. All right. So Josh, if, if you're going to say, and, and we've got a couple minutes, I'll get you off. I know you got stuff to go to uh if you're gonna give a do or don't recommendation for detailers going to dealerships i'm i'm guessing you're gonna just that's a pretty easy answer right you're gonna say go in and when absolutely when you say go in what are you gonna say to go in with like i think there's a lot of people that are hesitant to just walk in i don't i don't recommend just going hey here's my business card right they get business no. cards all the time. That's a horrible idea. Like no. what should a detailer 
go into a dealership with and what do they hope to get out of it? What I would say for anybody that's looking to probably start some dealer work is you pick a place that you think, you know, could use your services. You walk the lot, you find the worst car. And from there you go in, you know, you introduce yourself, you explain to them what it is you do. And from there, listen, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to do a demo on this car because that's the car you picked. You take them out, you walk them around the car and you show them, Hey, look, you know, I can improve on X, Y, Z. And then you do ABC and then also X, Y, Z. So when they come out, wow, you know what I mean? And, and that's it. If you can wow them, then they know that you can wow their customer. And that is going to sell the car. And that's what matters. Yeah. That's what make that sell that car. They could get 500 more bucks and they spend a hundred, right? Right. Spent 200 and they make another 700. Like they'll make their money, which as yeah. that's where as detailers, we have to learn sales pitch and learn all that. Josh, I know you need to go, man. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, we'd love to, to chat more with you. Uh, Absolutely. Get into, get into some more dealership type stuff so that detailers yeah. can, we think it's a massive opportunity that, Listen, it's there's huge. people that there's people that are collecting on the opportunity, right? There's Absolutely. there's people that have on-site groups, there's people that have this and they're not detailers. So, we're trying to be that force out there saying, "Guys, I know the industry has led one direction so heavy over the past 5 years, the opportunity now. Massive opportunity for incredible lifestyle, incredible growth, incredible whatever you want out of your business." is found picking up some dealer work. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 100%. And like I said, I would love to definitely get on this more with you uh, because I there's a lot more that I have to say. All right, man, let's do it. We'll, we'll schedule another call, man. Thank you so much okay. for your time. And uh, we'll, we'll chat soon, bro. Thank you. All right, Marty. Appreciate you. Have a great one. See you. You too. See you, buddy. Episode over. Leave us a review and we will see you on the Community Pub Wednesday nights at 730 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. That's the Community Pub Wednesday nights, 730 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. Grab a pint and enjoy. Mm -hmm.